0: you going to be a football player when you grow This up? is Raider Nation Radio 920. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, presented by Tequila Embajador. I'm the
1: luckiest guy in the world. I've been in football all my life.
0: You absolutely are in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila Embajador. It's a Raider Nation Radio Wednesday, Lincoln Kennedy. Welcome back. The first time uh, that I'm going to talk to you after the events that unfolded on Saturday in Cincinnati. I saw you in the press box. Yep. Um, you know, it was, it, was, it was obviously not a good enough day for the Raiders. Uh, they, they lose the ball game. They lose their first playoff game um, since 2016. But all in all, Lincoln Kennedy, um, in spite of everything that the Raiders went through this year, I thought by and large on the field – this is a, a, a team that took a big step forward. Your, your thoughts on, on what we just saw over these last five months in, in terms of the record and uh, the step forward that they took.
2: Well, if anyone views this past football season as a failure for Raiders, they obviously just don't know football. It, it, the, the fact is the Raiders, you know, had double-digit wins, which surpassed even the odds makers because I think the over-and-under start the season was like seven and a half. Um, A
0: fully and, healthy Raider team. Yeah, you know, yeah, when you're doing the odds, yeah. you're you're thinking everything's going to go good.
2: Exactly. So, you, you know, you you talk about that, and then you also talk about the fact that they weren't made it to the playoffs, which they hadn't done since 2016. No, it wasn't the outcome that they wanted, no. but you can you can make an argument like you sitting there what fourth down or I mean the last play of the game on on the nine yard line it's to go into overtime you couldn't you couldn't ask for again the cardiac kid struck again because my heart was jumping out my chest again uh, for another game but I don't think you can really ask for you know anything other than oh yeah a win would go on but this is a satisfying season in my opinion uh, for the Raiders of the, the organization, and I, I think they're close. There's something definitely to build on.
0: They fought to the bitter end, and there's something to be said about it. And it wasn't just, oh, they're, you know, uh, I know we, we were joking around and all that and call, you know, rightfully calling them the cardiac kids, but I don't feel like they over-overachieved. I felt like this is where they should be. In fact, um You know, there were a couple of games that I thought, eh, they should have handled their business a little bit better. And had they, they would have been in a better position for the playoffs. So I I felt like um, as fun of Riot as it was and as exhilarating as it was at times, the roller coaster uh, that they they took everybody on, I still felt like this was legit a 10-win team and probably even a little bit more had they just taken care of business um, along the way uh, at at, at various uh, turns. Um, so this wasn't something miraculous, Lincoln. This is where they kind of slot. This is where they should be talent-wise.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, again, that's why you don't take it away and walk away with your head down. I mean, the fact is is that uh, when they had that midseason slump, that slide, it was following the same course the previous two seasons, and no one knew how to right the ship. Now you can make every excuse in the world, you know, uh, uh, for why they are here or why they're there, but they started off so strong slid a little bit lost at least 3 games i think they should not have lost uh and and then you know they found themselves being able to ride a of the final month of the season ride a four game win streak into the playoffs beat one of their rivals their division rivals send them home um, and, and and again, you know, it's not the ideal thing where you sit there and, and go to Cincinnati or play your first game on a Saturday of the first weekend. But the fact is, is that they were in it to the end. They, they fought back when you thought they were down by double digits and they fought back to make the game, you know, less than one touchdown, like a touchdown shy of sending it into overtime. So, again, I don't think that you can ask for much better of a season in lieu of all the circumstances and all the things that befuddled this team throughout the season.
0: No doubt about it. And when you say couldn't find an answer, you're talking, about the last couple of years when they kind of fell into that same yeah, sort of yeah. trap. They did find the answers yeah. this year. That's a big step. That said, Lincoln Kennedy, the winds of change um, are upon us. And um, I don't think any of us are necessarily surprised at some of the changes that uh, appear to be coming. We already know Mike Mayock um, was let go yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, three years uh, at the helm. Uh, you know, it was, it was definitely some hits. No doubt there were some misses, um, you know, especially at the the top of the first round um, or first round picks that that, that they had uh, the last couple of years. Uh, Plus you had the Trent Brown signing, you know, the uh, Antonio Brown trade. There were Tyrell Williams, uh, LaMarcus Joyner, some misses in free agency, but a fair share of, of hits as well. We'd be remiss, Lincoln Kennedy, not to say that he didn't do a great job, but he also didn't do an awful job. This team... Progressed in the three years that he was here, every single year, to the point where this year they made the playoffs. And I've contended all the way throughout that a lot of the moves uh, that he made to help fix the defense. Now, again, you got to give John Gruden credit too. He was part of that decision-making process uh, to go get guys like Denzel Perryman and Corey Little, or excuse me, um, Casey Hayward, uh, in Unique and Gockway, the players that made a difference on defense. If we're looking at Mike Mayock's three years here, um, he didn't get the job done as I think he would have hoped, but it wasn't necessarily a bad tenure either.
2: I think it's also a matter of opinion because you can sit there and argue about the misses, but what, a, what about the ones he did hit on? Right. I mean, we found Max Crosby. You know, you 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 know the thing is, is that Hunter Renfro. Yeah, Hunter Renfro. I mean, we can, we can talk, and even John Simpson. You know, from Clemson played a lot better. The, you know, Josh Jacobs. You we got a future with Jonathan Abram. I mean, the list goes on and on. Nate I mean,
0: Hobbs. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, but but my Carey thing is, more. this
2: is what the, the way I looked at it when it happened. I wasn't really surprised um, the, the let go. I, I honestly, in, in talking with Mike, a couple. Times this season, I I felt I felt for, for him. I really did. No doubt about it. You you think about all the things he had to deal with. Look, being a general manager of a professional organization is no easy task. And this is a guy who came from a TV background who was evaluating talent for the NFL network and has done a great job for it, you know, while he was doing it. But to make those decisions, those hard decisions, and, and to and to, you know, listen to your coach and staff and just be he he was he was brought in because Gruden could go tell him, I need a corner, or, I need such and such, and he would address it. But you look at his tenure, all the things he had to deal with. The, the the missed picks, obviously, the first round picks are the ones that stand out because those are the ones that are most recognized. But right. you know, I would argue with anybody about the other ones—the third to fourth round, fifth round picks—the the the prizes that you that we just talked about that he found for this team and and their impact on the team. But um, the fact is, he also had to deal with Antonio Brown. You had to deal with all this other stuff. You know, uh, Trent Brown. I mean, you had to deal with all these other things that you're talking about—these free agent misses—and and still be ready to go. And it's. It, I can only imagine that after Gruden resigned, and they announced that um, <clears throat> excuse me, that Mayock would get what fifty one percent of control or whatever like that. I can only imagine that that probably changed after the season was over because I'm sure Mark Davis and and the people around him went back to Mayock and said, "Okay, we're gonna do things a little bit differently." And how do you want to be a part of it? And it's really difficult. It really is. It really is to to to, to take a step backwards. Um, because I, I think they're close. I think the Raiders are close. I, I really do. They have to fine tune it. I, I think they need to get a new offensive coordinator. I think they need to get um, not only with deciding with the head coach. Um, I'd like to see them get a different offensive line coach. Um, these are just my particulars as far as stepping forward. And so I don't know if a if a if what do you put first the the the, the, the carriage or the horse? The, 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 you know the, who, who's going to you gonna try, decide a general manager. Uh, Before you decide on the other players or the other coaches, or you're going to decide on head coach. I I mean, it's really an auspicious position for them to be in. Mark Davis and the Raiders to be in right now because they've got, yeah, they've got some decisions they got to make. So I wasn't really surprised by the Mayock move. Yeah,
0: and I think um, you know. To me, you mentioned it when John Gruden had to resign. I thought that left Mike in a tremendously vulnerable position. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the very guy that brought him in, uh, handpicked him as his general manager um, to help him, is no longer there. So, um, and you know, it, for if you're Mark Davis and and ownership, I mean, you have the right at this point because of everything that happened. To really kind of reset it now, and uh, you're, you're close. Like you said, you're close, and I don't think this is any sort of a rebuild or anything like that. It's some, some, definitely some tinkering, um, but I think that al- it almost behooves Mark at this point and the Raiders to say we've got a real chance here. To take this thing to another level, it wasn't anything that they anticipated. I don't think they planned. Obviously, you don't plan to be in the situation with what happened with John Gruden, and and, um, and you know, uh, and now having to replace your head coach and and your general manager. But that is the situation. The good news is, and I kind of this with some of our callers yesterday Lincoln uh, who who kind of oh here we go again every four years are in this position no this is a completely different position than where the Raiders were in 2018 when it was just desolate and not a lot of talent on this roster uh, and a rebuild and an overhaul was required in a lot of in, a, in f- for way too many uh, parts of this team that's not the case anymore Lincoln it's a matter now of taking that next step and I think that it, it It's an exciting time when you think about it. And if I'm Mark Davis and I'm part of the uh, decision-making circle, I want to know from whoever I'm thinking of uh, as this next general manager, what is your plan to get this to the next level as quickly as possible? We don't want to talk about taking any step backs. We don't want to talk about uh, rebuilds or, or anything like that. What's the plan that you have in place for this roster and to help this roster get to the next level, A, B, what's your plan to make sure that some of the mistakes that happened uh, in the with those earlier picks doesn't happen uh, in the draft? That's kind of what I want. If I'm Mark Davis, that's what those are the key questions that I have for the general manager uh, position. I kind of have a sneaky suspicion, t- talking to some people around the league, that maybe um, the Raiders have a pretty good idea of uh, you know where they want to go w- with their head coach. I don't know that for sure. That's just kind of, you know, um, what's out there uh, in in the NFL. Mark Davis and and the decision makers can, you know, uh, make a surprise hire. And, you know, maybe that's so maybe that isn't the case. But that's kind of the sense that I get around uh, the NFL. Um, but what, if, you're, if you're in those meetings right now, Lincoln, the, the, the Zoom meetings and the interviews that they're going to have uh, with Ed Dobbs, who's the assistant uh, general manager of the Colts, Dave Ziegler, the pro, personal, pro personnel director uh, of the Patriots, Champ Kelly, uh, he's a Bears assistant direct, personnel director, uh, and Trey Brown, uh, who works for the Bengals in their pro personnel department. What are the questions, what are the core questions that you would ask that, and, the, and what answers do you want to hear? From the candidates uh, that you would be interviewing for as a general manager, I,
2: I think first and foremost, whoever you address as a general, the possible the general manager, um, you have to ask the coach. You have to ask them: Do you are you are you comfortable with who we have on the staff right now? Because I have an idea that Mark is keeping some of the guys. I'm not going to totally release the entire staff. Um, I don't know which ones it is, but I, but that's that's first and foremost as far as general managers go. Now you, you were talked about the draft picks. Draft picks are a hit and miss. They're a hit and miss for everyone, every team. No one ever gets it all right. Uh, you, you can sit there and look at what the Miami Dolphins did, and they're not happy with Tua Tagovailoa, their quarterback. They're trying to figure out how to get him out. of Not know. when they
0: could have had Justin Herbert.
2: Well, I mean, they could have. Yeah. So, so exactly. I mean, so, you, you, you know, there are people who miss on first-rounders all the time. I'm not so much – I'm worried, you know, to your point, I think I call it a fine-tune. I don't call it overhaul. I call right. it a fine-tune. I, as I said earlier, I, I believe the Raiders are close, and and I think they're they're on the precipice of doing something that hasn't been done here in, a, in quite a long time. And the main reason for that is because then you now have a defense. So, you know, I would probably look into hiring a general manager and understanding whether or not, hopefully they can get along with the coaches that I have, and have some idea in my mind where the head coach goes. Um, that would be the first thing that I would I would try to see and, and how they would how they would fit. Or how do they see things of personnel on this team? What would you change? If you give me a quick evaluation, who would you change on this team? Or what would you think about changing? Who would you like to see different on this team? That'd be my idea. More importantly, how much are they to taking input of their coaches and the direction they want to take the team? Because like I said, I, think, I believe the Raiders are close. Um, you have to fine-tune a couple positions. Um, you, you would have, I would want you to have a plan for the people that I need to resign. You got to come up with a plan for Casey Hayward, Jr. I want to sign him long-term. You know what I mean? Guys that are on those short contracts. Because I think Mayock did a good job at having those prove-it contracts for a lot of veteran players. But now you got to sign them and secure them because, like you said, now the Raiders have a defense. So that's why I say they're close. I mean, there aren't a whole lot of questions for a general manager I have right now, per se. Um other than other Can than you win like with the
0: current quarterback? Can you build a team? Is that
2: you, was that what you asked the general manager?
0: I, I would. I would suspect that they're going to ask him what your plan is at quarterback.
2: Well, you no. Know, yeah. I, yes. I mean, I think that was probably probably one of them. But I kind of have a feeling they they already have a plan for that as well, without a general manager. From everything that I've heard, right? You see what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, and and so well, I mean, and but. That's like don't and and um, the the candidates always ask questions as well because they're going to want to know mm-hmm. um, what is your plan at quarterback? You right. know, uh, do I have a chance here to to redo that position or are we rolling with this guy? Um, and it'll it'll be interesting to see what those what those uh, how how those conversations go. Now I'll say this, Lincoln, for all the sometimes divide that Derek Carr causes among Raider fans it's very interesting to me if you talk to people around the league there's no divide people that I talk to believe there's no question you can win big with a quarterback like Derek Carr if you put the right pieces around him he needs to be protected well great that's what you need to do then you know it's it's like okay go fix an offensive line get a a sound running game and help the quarterback in that regard because if you do that he can sit back in the pocket and cut people up. He's good enough in that regard. Uh, if you're going to so so to me that would be a kind of a key question that I would want to know from the general manager and also if I'm the a, a prospective general manager to ask them, like what is the plan at quarterback? Is this what we who we're rolling with right here? And I mean it sounds like you think that they are. They are what? <laughs> rolling with their quarterback?
2: I, did I say that? No, I didn't say that. I did. Look, I, I think it's up I You up were saying something. No, I mean, look, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> right. I don't necessarily think that's a question that you would ask for a general manager. I think you would have to decide on a head coach and an offensive philosophy first before you go to that question, okay? Because I believe a general manager's purpose is to – um. Basically, take the, the concerns of the team addressed by the coaching staff. Right. If you know if 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 Vinny, if you're my defensive coordinator and I'm your general manager, you come to me and say, Lincoln, I need I need a rush in, then I'm going to go out and find in Yannick Ngakwe. You know who's going to who's all of a sudden a free agent who who made our team that much better along with Max Crosby. You see what I'm saying? I'm addressing the needs of the team according to the coaching staff. I'm not taking the liberty of saying something that I believe that you know I believe this this guy a work for you and and pushing him on you much like the Giants did with uh, Gettleman and, and and Daniel Jones. You, you see what I'm saying? He pushed his agenda on the coaching staff. And they had to, su- to suffer. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, when the general manager is, but you know, instances like that, I think, are counterproductive. You well, know I yeah, mean? I think
0: you, you you have to be on the same page. Absolutely, I, I, I would think that whoever the head coach—this is my guess Whoever they, um, whatever direction they go in as head with the head coach, I think is going to have to be on board with. Derek Carr, or, or-, <laughs> or have
2: a plan about what if you want to address it because you got, again you got to you have to see if the if if,
0: <sighs> and when you say addressing it, well, what the you're thing saying is-, is find somebody better. How are you going to? Well, do that?
2: I mean, well here's the thing. Here, here, here's the thing. You you have. There, there's always rumors floating around. And I think you sometimes you have to explore the rumors. If if you have, or if you're possibly excited about, and I'm just going to throw it out there, an Aaron Rodgers or a Russell Wilson, if they're even available, because you don't know. It, 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 you have to throw your name into the hat.
0: No doubt about it.
2: You see what I'm saying? And, and you have to, it's not, it's not a shot at Derek. I think Derek, what Derek proved to me this year is that it doesn't have to be a 300-yard game every time. Now that you have a defense, you have a special teams, He's more than capable of managing the clock, managing the field situations. You can sit there and say, "Which is one about the last interception in, in, in the season?" Man. I didn't have a problem with yeah. it because he, because rather than yes, there there was a part where where um, where where uh, Darren Waller was wide open or, or going, going to the end zone, but he had his mind made up where he was going to take the stick route right now because he could gun it. Can't gun it at an angle, but he can gun it right straight forward with the uh, angle that he had, and he was putting it between two people. He tried it to play before, and then he missed. He went right back to it, thought he could get it. So I'm not, I don't have a problem with that, but <clears throat> but there are some times where the inconsistencies catch up to him, and we talked about it throughout the season. I don't want you to be inconsistent. I need you to be consistent. I think there was t- parts of the season where he was, especially towards the end. He was consistent in the final four games. I didn't have a problem with the way Derek played. I didn't need him to throw 300 yards because the defense kept away into it. They found a way to, to activate the running game. Special teams was a big part of it. I'm fine with that.
0: Yeah, you, it, it was a complete, uh, as complete a team as we've seen with the, absolutely this, that Derek Carr has played with. That's for sure. Uh,
2: absolutely, without a doubt. So I'm not, I'm not saying that he's the problem. So, but I do think with the names that are floating out there, and, and, and I'm, and believe me, if you don't have access to those elite names, you don't. Get rid of your quarterback because there's no one coming exactly. on the draft. Exactly, you see what I'm saying. Right. So that's but you throw feelers out there. You got to see because the last thing you want is to not throw a feeler out there and for Aaron Rodgers to go to Denver. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. No, no doubt about <laughs> like like if if there's a little. I mean that's and that's that's you have to be flexible like that and you have to be yeah. honest about it too. And Mike Mayock and John Gruden were always very honest. They're going right. to look to improve every position, including quarterback. And if that's that right. opportunity comes about, then you know there's going to be a serious discussion discussion about pulling the trigger uh, on something like that i don't think that ever changes um you know but i think you also have to be realistic and if you're you know uh, uh mark davis and and the powers that be um the realistic part is how can we win with this quarterback what's your plan to enhance what's here well and I
2: think that's that's sort of been the way it has been the last, what, the last four or five years since Derek has been the quarterback. How can we win? And you're right, now that you're probably surrounded by the by the, the closest thing to the team, you've got to fine-tune spots. Obviously, you got to fine-tune. But with the 22nd pick in this year's draft, what do you have? If your perception that you said about the rest of the league is on spot about Derek Carr, right. there's some value there. Of course, you know what I'm saying? So so that's why you throw your name into the hat with the possibility like, hey, I'll swap quarterbacks with you. Give you my, you know, do whatever I need to do because, you know, you're not starting over again, but you got to put your name into the hat in the ring for some of those names out there.
0: Yeah, you do. Um, how realistic that turns out to be, that remains to be seen. Uh, a lot has to work. Um, for that to, uh, to 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 sometimes work um, and come together, uh, but uh, but but short of that, I think that whoever comes in here as head coach and general manager, it will be probably um, with the understanding that this is the quarterback that we have for now. Obviously, uh, that can change in the draft. You know, you look at Jim Harbaugh; he had Alex Smith. And they drafted um, Colin Kaepernick the same year. Yeah. And the next year, they made the switchover. Something All like right. that could obviously happen as All well. Because right. uh, Derek is just on that one-year, one-year contract, and we'll see what happens in terms of any kind of a um, extension. Uh, but you're in the huddle with Vinny Boncir and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila and Bajador Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on a Wednesday. interact with the show text benny and lincoln on the salmon ash text line at 69187 or tweet them at benny bonsignor and at l kennedy 72 this is in the huddle with benny bonsignor and lincoln kennedy on raider nation radio nine twenty a.m all right, Lincoln Kennedy, Bruce Feldman, uh, the great college writer over at uh, The Athletic, my former uh, working place, uh, just reported that sources inside Michigan think Jim Harbaugh would take the Las Vegas Raiders job if offered. Uh, in the story, um, it says that, by the way, he did meet his wife in Las Vegas, so that always helps. She apparently really likes the area, and why wouldn't she like the area here? Um, as a two-year resident, I love it. I could see why um, she would. Um, so, uh, according to the sources, they also know that Harbaugh could be can be hard to read. Their hunches could be wrong, but they also know he's never coached anywhere longer than four years prior to his seven years in running in Ann Arbor. Man, Lincoln, time flies, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, it does. I, I read a report that Michigan was going a long-term deal for him um to to stay to keep him because they heard about all the enticement let me just say i also heard that there's
0: an offer that's been on his desk for a while so yeah
2: yeah i mean yeah so okay so let me just say this about about harbaugh my opinion just my opinion i don't like control freaks uh and to me he is one who's better suited for college and the reason why I say that is because I've never, I've never really appreciated a coach who wears too many hats. I don't like you being part general manager. I don't like you being part offensive coordinator. I don't like you being, you know, part offensive play caller because I just think it's too hard, it, to today's, to manage the game. Managing a football game is an art, a lost art. Scenario situations have been, have, have been. Sort of thrown by the wayside so many times that the guys obviously take it for granted. If you look at you look at the Chargers coaches, what he was doing throughout this season, he lost some games because he was overly arrogant instead of just managing the game the way it should be. Um, but so, yeah, you know, I'm careful what what I ask for or what you wish for because to me, Harbaugh is a mayor of Gruden. And if, you, if actually, he comes in, you, he comes in. You want to give him the keys to the car, like I, like he like he did. Because remember his time in San Francisco with him and Balky, how they knocked heads about certain uh, certain plays and way the way things going. and He wanted to have say over his personnel.
0: I, I think there was a little bit more to that, um, uh, and I think the owner made a huge mistake um, in siding with the general manager who's not even there anymore. I was he in Jacksonville. I, I think, know, it yeah. Is. Yeah, I think he he's in Jacksonville. Little... Um, all I do. And and he wasn't an offensive coordinator. He wasn't a defensive coordinator. He was the head coach. Uh, he had remember Vic Fangio uh, in San Francisco with them. Uh, Greg Roman was his offensive coordinator. I mean, he he, he and a, a lot like his brother. I think he understands that. And and it was success. What they were doing in San Francisco, they were forty four and nineteen now. Uh, they went to three NFC Championship games oh, and a Super Bowl in his four years. I don't. I don't get it. I, I mean, I, could he be difficult to work with? Yes, I've definitely heard that. Um, he's a, he could be a grind, um, but but the control part of it, I don't think that um, I, I I don't th- I don't see that as a John Gruden type of a type of situation. I think he would be okay with a, a strong general manager, somebody obviously that he he's gonna you know have to get along with. Um, and there's you know one of the Ed Dodds from uh, the Colts cross paths. Uh, with Jim Harbaugh when they were both in Oakland uh back in the early 2000s. Uh Jim Harbaugh was a quarterback coach here. Uh no, Dodge, Yeah, Dodge was the Oh, did you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> That's right. Uh, what, what 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 were your impressions of Jim Harbaugh when he was the quarterback well, coach? Well, back here? when he was
2: a quarterback's coach, he was a different person than when he was when he became a head coach cuz I remember even after his time at Stanford, he became he became a little bit of a hard ass when he became a head coach of the 49ers. I was doing some radio and tried to talk to him a couple of times and he acted like he really didn't know me. And I was like, dude, I was back. when yeah. You got your start. So, um, you know, it, it's just my impression of him. It, it really is. It might, it might, might not be as it might be the way you spoke. It's, it's my impression of, him. I think, I think he's, he can be a little bit of a control freak. I think and I think that there are guys who are better suited for college than the pros you know chip kelly is one of those guys nick saban is one of those guys urban meyer if he ever gets a job again should be in college because they're just they need to have that sense of control around the, around their team and it's different when you're controlling professionals uh, and I know what you said. Well, what about his time in 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 San Francisco? It was but great. It, of course, it was great because they won football games. Right. But at the same time, they knocked heads behind the behind closed doors yeah. to where you couldn't, you know, could couldn't come to a, a, an agreement, and you had to let one go. Yeah. I, I don't know if that if that if that starts again, if he comes back in, into the league.
0: Yeah, and I think that um, you know all all those are are, are valid. Um, but but and I, to be
2: fair, Vinny, I didn't mean to cut you off. But to be fair, the Raiders' job is a very sexy job. Yeah. It really is you've got a brand new stadium you've got a team that's pretty much intact. It's not like you have to you have to really i mean if you, let's say versus the bears. You you got to build some things because Matt Nagy messed a lot of things up. Yep. They, so they they even though they've got Justin Fields, they probably could have a promising future. They let so many good players go, and you're still stuck behind the cap with guys like Khalil Mack and everything else that you don't have a lot of wiggle room. The Raiders are very sexy. You mentioned how much under the the the, the salary cap they are, and where they are as a team, already having a quarterback that's in play that you can do you, you can definitely utilize, and most pieces in play you just have to find too. It's a very sexy pick Are i place to play. Compl- that's what to i've coach.
0: been saying yeah definitely and i think it would be a very i i think you know and i and and people grow and people learn and people evolve um you know the the john gruden that was described to me by people that had worked for him um you know in, in other places wasn't the john gruden that i ended up dealing with mm-hmm. okay i thought he. F- Mellowed a little bit, you know. I'm sure from his Tampa Bay days, and maybe even from your time with them, um, you know, with the uh, the first go around with the Raiders. That sometimes happens. And whatever mistakes might have been made in San Francisco, maybe you know Harbaugh has learned from them. You know, there hasn't really been a peep in Michigan. Like he's been there seven years. Everyone loves him. Everyone wants to continue to uh, to keep him. I, I actually think that the whole recruiting th- the I don't know if he really wants all of the power. I think what he would like, if I were him, is somebody that I can trust in that position. And that's where a guy like Dodds, who I'm hearing around the league, is a very, very strong candidate for this job – um, somebody that did it in in Seattle, helped do some special things in Seattle, uh, obviously has been um, an assistant general manager, the right-hand man uh, for Chris Ballard with the Indianapolis Colts. That's a pretty good operation over there. Um, maybe that's what he would need, somebody that he has confidence in, um, a relationship with, and respect, um, and, and lets him basically do his job. Of course, the head coach is going to have some say in the matter. I mean, that's just how that works. Uh, but, but, you know, if he can not be the control freak that you're talking about, I think it it, it, it could work uh, pretty big time here. Because the one thing that, like, again, if I'm Mark Davis, what I want right now, Lincoln, is somebody that has proven that they can do it, that they can get something from A to Z. And he did that with San Francisco. You go look at what he did, what the record was for the 49ers before he got there immediately before and immediately after, after it was horrible like you can make a case where he was a difference maker with the 49ers obviously they had talent but he was part of that you know those the, that decision making process as well right. um, and can he be quirky uh, there's no doubt everyone that i've ever that that i know that has worked with him or covered him or whatever the case might be says that. But you know, sometimes you have to take something like that if you're gonna get the, the the ultimate reward, which is winning and winning a lot. So we'll see. It's it'll be interesting to see where that all goes. We're gonna go out to the Raider Nation listener line. Passionate Raider is on the line. How are you doing Passionate Raider?
1: All right, Benny, good all right Benny. What's up Lincoln? What What's up? That, man? Great show tonight, man. You guys are hitting it right on the head, man. I love it, Benny. But you know, last night again, I went back again and watched this tape again last night. And I was up pretty late last night rewatching a couple games again. Because it made me have to realize, you go look at this team right now. This team has core players in place. Like you said, it's a very attractive job. It has core players. And what I said last night, Vinny, I wasn't meaning like a complete rebuild, blow everything up out of the water. I'm just saying, every four years, something happens. We're used to it. We're dealing with it. It's not as bad this time. We do want to definitely not that. as bad. But after going, but after going back and watching this team again, it's sure, you know, after the Kansas City game. There was a lot of different changes. There, there was people starting to stand up and talk at press conferences and boosting and at practices and groups to where things got different. And I think the reason the defense carried this team to the line this year, and it did help with these men in this locker room, this different group of men, did help Derek Carr out I'm, a lot. That's the way it because should before, be. <laughs> hold on, let me finish, let me finish. But if I'm Mark Davis right now, this is what I'm thinking in my head. I'm looking at this last game in Cincinnati on the road that we should have walked out of there with the W. We should have walked out of there with the W. Our defense literally only gave them one touchdown. We get that, we get that whistle call back. They're probably kicking a field goal again. We gave that team one touchdown, six points in the second half, again from the Washington game to the Bears game to the Giants game to, the, to the, all of the games that this offense couldn't score. Not blaming it on one person. I'm saying offense couldn't score.
0: Okay, um, I, I appreciate the call, uh, passionate Raider. I, I think that Lincoln, there's ways to fix the offense uh, that don't include just kicking the quarterback to the curb. If you could find a better quarterback, great. Of of, of course you. But I think that getting Darren Waller healthy, finding another wide receiver to complement him, and there are wide receivers that it will be available in free agency, maybe even in the draft, and fixing the offensive line, um, specifically over at right tackle, I think that puts the offense in a much better position, even with this quarterback, Lincoln.
2: Yes, I agree. Uh, but it's That's one a of those wounded offense. The well, last... I mean, there, there was, and the fact is that the, the, the difference maker was the defense and the special teams. I don't think anyone can argue with that, but because you have a total team effort that you saw in a month, you can build on that. I don't think Derek Carr feels the pressure like he used to of having to go out there and make all the right, right decisions. So if, like I said, again, I don't, I don't have a problem with necessarily keeping him. If you surround him with the things that you're talking about, and you have a much better atmosphere. I think you need a friend. I need. I think you need a new offensive coordinator. I do. I, I think that. I think you need a new impression of, of offense. You've got to. you got to do something different. You got to change things around. This team has too many weapons not to find a way to utilize all of them or design packages where you have combo packages where you have, uh, you know, the, the combo pass go to either Renfro or Waller, and then you mix in Edwards, and then you got Zay Jones. I mean, so I I think you have to do things like that along with the running game. Yes, you have to fine tune the offensive line. I'm not blaming the quarterback i just think that if there's a possibility of one of those bigger names out there and 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 you look we're not going to mix mix words because we already talked about it if russell wilson wants to come to vegas i think you put a, a package on the table
0: i i agree um uh, but short of that i'm looking at Devonte. at i want a jamar chase i i look at some of these wide receivers well i mean uh, that you're not, first the of all
2: you, yeah but you're not going to get them with the 22nd pick
0: he's a free agent
2: <laughs> oh no no, i'm not. well that's that's different when you're talking about free agents i think that
0: not... yeah i think there's a couple of good wide receivers out there yeah. that, that that will be free agents that are 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 more attainable than maybe what it would take to go get russell wilson if he's even available and i'm not Russell Wilson—that speaks for itself. As does if Deshaun Watson gets his stuff cleared legal up, legal
2: troubles together, right? Or
0: right. or or if Aaron Rodgers uh, is available, those are the, now we're talking. <laughs> I'm I'm involved in those well, that's, conversations. That's what
2: I'm saying. So, but I mean, but, well,
0: but I don't know if they are. But well, I do I mean, know that no, Devontae Adams is like I know that because I'm, I, Adams isn't.
2: When did he? Who the oh, oh, the receiver from Green Bay. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: Right. Yeah. Um. And because I think. I watched that game, too, uh, a couple of times, the, the Bengals game. And how many times was was Waller, who I don't think was 100%, not even close to being 100% uh, in these last two games. It is what it is. Uh, and 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 he and Hunter Renfro getting bracketed uh, and double-covered. And I think the world of Zay Jones, I think they need an upgrade over Zay Jones. I think he's a nice, complimentary piece. I think they need to get a stud at that position. And if you get a a, a great wide receiver to offset Hunter Renfro and to offset Darren Waller, you're going to be in business. I still don't know what to make of Brian Edwards at this point. Too many drop balls, Lincoln, even in the game too, against you yeah,
2: inconsistent. I think that, I think that if you find a way, I, I personally would try to see if Zay can play the the Z position, Brian Edwards' position.
0: And then go get a
2: And maybe go get another one. Right. Go get another stud uh, receiver, extra an receiver. And there were the
0: there were drop passes in these last couple of games as well. I mean, so so if you could get a difference-making wide receiver, because we saw, again, Jamar Chase, just time after time after time, because he's so good, and that's to me the type of player that the Raiders should be looking for. I mean, obviously, he's a you know uh, generational kind of a guy, but an upgrade at wide receiver, an upgrade at right tackle. Keep um, obviously Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro. I think this offense. Can take another step forward uh, and be kind of like it was last year, scoring thirty points a game. They did do that when they had um, a healthy, a lot, you know, a, a healthy Darren Waller and and you know, uh, uh, a good wide receivers. So we'll, we'll see. I don't think I think it's easier to fix that than it is to go get a great quarterback. But if that's available, you go do it. Paul is on the line. How you doing, Paul? Hey, Vinny.
1: Hey, Big Link. How you Dave, doing? What's up? Good. Long time, first time. Hey, I, I just wanted to comment on on you know. that, D.C. and all that. I think Raider fans forget um, the quarterbacks we had before D.C., you know, the Matt Chobbs, the Matt McGloins, and Kyle Boilers and all that stuff. Um, so D.C.'s a middle-of-the-tier quarterback. We know that. So the problem is not D.C. The problem is Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. And there's a big talent gap between those two and D.C. So if I'm Mark Davis and I'm the new if I'm Mark Davis or I'm the new GM or the new head coach, I have to put a three year plan in place and figure out what we're going to do in the next three or four years to close that gap between our quarterback talent that we have.
0: I I agree, but, you know, Lincoln, part of that is just building a defense that's going to be able to deal with guys like that. It's just, it is what it is. I mean, if you can find somebody better than Justin Herbert and, you know, somebody better than, than Patrick Mahomes, obviously you pursue that. But short of that, the way you handle guys like that is by figuring out a defense or, or putting together a good enough defense that's going to be able to at least mitigate them, Lincoln.
2: Well, Gruden's philosophy when he took over was, you know, not trying – well, he wanted a defense, obviously. That's why when I got Paul Gunther. But he, he realized that the, the, the error in his way is that the fact that defense was, it took time to catch on, you had to rebuild, it was going to take time. You just wanted to have an offense that could score as many points. So be as prolific an offense as you possibly could. Each year, he addressed a, a need. They addressed a need heavily in the draft. When they needed wide receivers, what did they do? They went out and picked four of them. I think it was in the draft. So I mean, so we've seen that that happen. Uh, much to the callers and appreciate the phone call. Much to the callers point. Yeah, you got to have a plan in place, and I think they do have a plan in place. I think they, they they're, they're again, the again fine tuning. The fact is, you don't need a quarterback. If if you decide that this is what you're going to stay with you don't need a quarterback. Maybe a change of style, maybe a change of philosophy, maybe a change of pace, maybe do something like that to be a little bit more creative and innovative, like you see some of the offenses around him. But you don't need a quarterback. So you're not, the cupboard is not totally bare.
0: No, 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 no. You see no, what no. I'm saying? Yeah. It's
2: just whether or not you want to commit franchise dollars, high market dollars. Let's face it, if you commit to Derek Carr, you're probably going to have to pay him upwards of $30 million or more a yep. year. That's just that's just that's just a going market for a starting quarterback. Right. Okay. So he's not going to take anything less than that. So that's where you, you, the decision making comes in. Yes, you talk about this division. To me, the Broncos are just a quarterback away from being ultra competitive. I think they've got every other piece part part of it. Might need to fine tune their offensive line, but they're they're close. They're they're not a bad football team. You know what the Chargers are. You know what the Chiefs are. They're not going anywhere. So if you want to compete in this division rather than beat up on each other, you know, you got to fine-tune the spots. The quarterback is not a high priority to me right now.
0: Right. It's a it, You're in a good position to either stay with it or, you know, if a better explore option. Explore options. Could, you can yeah, always exactly. explore
2: options. That's the problem. That's yep. the thing. You you're, know what
0: I mean? You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonster and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila and Bahadur, Radio Nation Radio 9, 20 a.m. on a Wednesday. No one gets you closer to the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. What do you think, Raider Nation? You've heard, You've we've all heard the rumors, let's face it. Now a little bit of substance to the rumors, maybe. Anyway, at least from Jim Harbaugh's um, side of things. Bruce Feldman from The Athletic reporting that There are sources in Michigan, their program, uh, saying that if offered, they'd think that Jim Harbaugh would be interested in the Raiders' job. That's not really a shock, Lincoln. Like you said, this is an attractive job. Um, And, you know, he's getting up there. He's like 58 years old, I think it is, Lincoln. Um, He might be wanting to get back in the NFL for one more uh, chance. And I I don't think that he's a Saban or – Urban, he's already – he doesn't have to prove to anybody that he can win in the NFL. He's already won in the NFL. Like, he was on a historic run with the San Francisco 49ers. Nick Saban never did squat in the pros, except for when he was an assistant coach, and I give him a lot of credit for that. Um, You know, obviously, (laughs) Urban Wire didn't do anything uh, in the NFL. Chip Kelly didn't do anything in the NFL. But Jim Harbaugh did. You know, he went from Stanford to the 49ers and got that thing up and running in a hurry. So I think it would be more – it, this this isn't something where I'm going to go try to prove that I could do it in the NFL. I think maybe he just pref- he might prefer the NFL Lincoln.
2: There's no recruiting.
0: Don't it's not a Well, I mean it's it, not the,
2: f- the recruiting thing is is neither here nor there. I mean because you could sit there and make the argument about well, how how come he was a quarterback guru for so many years and this was the only time they were able to beat Ohio State. So you know you, the, re- the recruiting thing isn't is is not it's not something that that that, that bothers.
0: Me. Well, I'm talking about like the grind of it.
2: Well, again, you you think the NFL doesn't have a grind? You know, it's putting together a, a grind. I mean, the 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 NFL has expanded to year round. There's there's really no off season because what you're going, what you're normally doing, if you have an intact coaching staff, you're either trying to find ways to retool it or re, you know realign it. And you're in players, you're looking at free agency, scouting. You know, you've got the all star games coming up, so they're out there scouting and going through the, the, the to get ready for the draft. So it's turned into a year round thing. And and again, on your point. I I think every coach that has that draw, especially the ones I've been around, want to prove that they can do something. Never want to leave a stone unturned. Right. The fact that he left the way he did from the 49ers, he left unfinished business. But let's face it, there was, you know, it was his alma mater that came calling. His affinity towards Michigan. Yep. You know, and and now you know he has an affiliation with the Raiders. He started, got his coaching started. He had a, a personal relationship with Al Davis, so I know he, and I, I remember him being at Al Davis's memorial while he was coaching. I, I, again, the Raiders job is a sexy job, but uh, 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 so we have a little bit of a difference of opinion because I think he is a control freak. You said you don't think he is, um, and I don't know if if you're Mark Davis what type of questions would you ask him if, if, if this was a job that you wanted to go after? Because the last time he, if he was, if he is a control freak, the last time you turned the keys over to a, a guy, one man show that was Gruden. And, you know, it has this ups and downs. It didn't translate into the way you wanted to. You might want to find a better way of doing things, or you might want to find a different way of doing things.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I would, I would, I would want to know, um, knowing that he is going to want to have, you know, major say uh, in this. And I'm, I'm completely okay with that. I trust him. I, I trust his talent evaluation um based on what he's done everywhere he's been which is win. Um and then and then especially in the NFL. I I, I trust that he knows what he needs. What well he's, he's only been for. with
2: one team in the NFL. And the the, the the team yes he he helped create the you know the Colin Kaepernick. He was innovative. They kept they cut people but they already had talent on that roster. Uh, when he when he took over the 49ers, it wasn't like he was totally devoid. But again, to your point, the Raiders are a sexy team. There are there are there are probably, I would say there are two teams that I would if, if I was a, a head coaching candidate that I would seriously look at and be enamored with, and that would be the Dolphins and the Raiders because I think they're close
0: yeah um but i think the, the vikings are, close. are, are pretty close but i just don't yeah, know you
2: the know, kirk cousins I'm, yeah I'm, I'm not sold on that i think neither you have, am I. To, re, you have to rebuild and, and, and again that's you know there's trade value probably too and you've got enough picks collateral that you could probably build something up but yeah i'm not i'm not in love with yeah you know, the kirk cousins
0: i i have uh <laughs> there there is rumbling there are rumblings out there by the way that uh that jim harbaugh has been kind of behind the scenes um you know assembling a staff, putting you know, putting feelers out there for a staff.
2: would doubt it. Vic Fangio, yeah.
0: well, yeah, and Vic Fangio, his defensive coordinator at Stanford, is his defensive coordinator. Um, and see, that's
2: the thing, another part of it, and that's the hardest part of it as far as head coach goes. And I didn't mean to interrupt you, but um, I like Gus Bradley, I do, too. And, and, and 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 it's not, and to me, the, it's not fiscally right if you sign a coach for one year that changes your defense, and all of a sudden you bring in another coach who wants to bring in another, that's just wasting money to me.
0: Uh, yeah. Um, you see what I'm saying? It is. It is. Um, but uh, but if you feel like it's worth it, if you feel like, um, you know, and maybe maybe somebody like Jim Harbaugh would say, hey, uh, I like Gus Bradley, and I'm completely fine with him being the defensive coordinator. That could happen as well. Now, maybe Gus Bradley doesn't want, you know, uh, to work with Jim Harbaugh. Well, I don't know, you know, right. any of that. But, right. um, but, um, you know, I, I, whoever they choose as the head coach, I do think should have, obviously, some say in who their staff is going to be. Certainly. Um, and
2: that's, that's to be expected.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's, let's quickly get into, um, real quick, Rich Passaccia. Do you think he should be back?
2: Yes. And two reasons. Why? First and foremost, the players have vouched for him, which is huge. Okay. The Star players have come to the forefront and spoke up and, and and have supported him. That's big. Because when you win over the locker room, you're halfway there. You can get guys to commit and go all out for you. And I think he's shown that, especially. So I think he should be considered. I think he should be a strong candidate. And, and the second reason, it's smart money. You've signed most of these offensive coaches, including Rich Versace, already to extensions. You don't have, you don't have to totally overhaul your coaching staff and start over when you're close. I just think if you bring in a new head coach, it's a lot to ask of them to accept the coaching staff that is already here.
0: The players, you're saying?
2: Yeah, the players. And the coaches. I mean, you know, the, 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 you know for him to – for the new head coach, a, in a guy who's coming in to accept the coaches that he already has on on that staff. Like you said, if, if Jim Harbaugh is one of those guys and he's quietly putting together his coaching staff – then he would bring in a new – he would want Fangio rather than Gus Bradley. Now you're starting over. That's a that's a different philosophy than what you have defensive-minded. Defensively, why would you have in place right I now. brought
0: up um, a, an example a couple of years ago when I was covering the Rams. They went from Greg Robinson. Was that um, the defensive coordinator? Greg Williams. Oh, okay, okay. Uh-huh. Greg Williams, the 4-3, you know, um, 4-3 defense right to uh, Wade Phillips, the 3-4. And everyone was like, oh, my gosh, it's not going to work. It worked. They made it to the playoffs. Well, they playoff.
2: played a hybrid. They played a hybrid th- the 34. It was it was more of a four three because you had guys that were going to rush. That you know you, you you had Von Miller and those guys. I mean not the, no, you're, talking yeah. about, you're talking about the uh, the the Rams. The Rams. But yeah. The, you know you had guys that were that were rushed. Even when you look at um what's his name uh, Leonard, the,
0: the he wasn't there. Yeah, uh, was uh, it. Pre it was it was basically. Um, they they moved uh, um, Brockers to to nose tackle. That's right. That's
2: it, Michael Brockers. Michael Brockers moved to nose
0: tackle from DT. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, you had Aaron uh, Donald, and they they played him all over the line of scrimmage. And you kind of mix-matched at at the other defensive end. Um, It was the kid from – Philadelphia and Houston, um, gosh darn it, I'm, I'm, See, I'm drawing a blank. Drawing I'm drawing a blank. But anyway, I'll, I'll get yeah, his yeah. – anyway, and here's the thing. I remember talking to Wade Phillips. Like, Wade Phillips wanted to be the defensive coordinator with the Raiders last right. year, this yeah, time last year, that. and I remember right. talking to him uh, and asking him, are there is there are there players in place that could play a three four defense here with the Raiders? It's like absolutely, it could. So I, yes, it, it would be a, uh, a a change, but I think that there's players and if they went in that direction. Now I'm not saying that they will. Uh, but uh, by the way, you're in the huddle with Vinny monster on Lincoln Kennedy. Brought to you by Tequila and Bahadoor Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on a Wednesday.